This Connect podcast series is brought to you by Talent Talks and Life Online. Welcome. I'm Karen Cole, Editor-in-Chief of Talent Talks and Life Online. Welcome everyone. I am Karen Cole from Talent Talks and Life Online and joining me today is Joni Petty from Resilient People. We are recording the first of our biohacking episodes which is for people that are really time poor and stress rich and Joni has a hack for you. So welcome Joni. We're really excited to be recording this series. Thank you so much Karen and I uh, frequently uh, read my own stuff to remind me to walk my talk because I too am time poor and stress rich, just like everybody else. Fantastic. So Joni, I know we've got a, an article of yours that's been submitted and, and can be picked up in, in Talent Talks publication, but let's dive into today's biohack. Really, let's talk about what many of us are feeling at the moment, which is overwhelm. And that sense of overwhelm when there's just too much to do, I know you refer to it as too much on the to-do list in your article, it just creates almost this feeling of anxiousness or panic. Now, what is so bad about living in that state? So what is the effect that this actually has on the body? So Karen, we're not designed to live in that state. We're not designed to live in that panic mode all the time because our body just has far too much cortisol in, in our system. And that has a lot of unintended effects. I mean, I often say to people is that you can grow 700 neurons a day if you eat well, sleep well, and move well. But actually, if you have too much cortisol in your system from this ongoing stress and overwhelm and anxiety and feeling like you're not coping, you will actually erode the synapses between those new brain cells or neurons that you grow. So cortisol affects your brain and your ability to think it affects your sleep cycles. And we know sleep is actually the key thing for health. It is what we call the Swiss army knife of health. So we've got to learn how to do things slightly differently because I don't think, Kieran, in this pandemic world that we're going to get rid of so much cortisol. So what can we do quickly and easily to manage that and to bring it down? Absolutely. And Joni, you speak a lot about sleep. You know, essentially it becomes something that is really shot into our everyday awareness, really. There seems to be a a great knock-on effect and more and more research coming out on the effects of poor sleep quality. And I think you also refer to a lot about sleep hygiene. But what is this knock-on effect specifically for our critical thinking? I know you refer to that in your article as well, but you know, why is it so important for this and why is it suddenly in the spotlight? Because years and years ago, we did sleep for longer and we weren't as addicted to social media. So we are now seeing the latest research, Karen, is showing that 40% of young adults, that's 18 to 35 is what they're calling young adults. We're slightly over that, Karen, you and I. I'm are just shy of that journey. <laughs> are absolutely addicted to whether it be Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. So that's affecting our sleep. And we are sleeping less Plus, we're getting much more blue light living in this online world where we are working from home and we're on our computers all the time and not in face-to-face -face meetings. Couple that with the cortisol that you and I started this conversation about. Too much cortisol, too much blue light, and we're not getting enough quantity sleep, minimum seven hours, and we're not getting that deep delta wave slow sleep. And our brain, back to the critical thinking you asked me about, our brain doesn't sleep. Our brain flushes our toxins at night. 
So we need that quantity sleep and we need the deep, deep delta sleep in order to flush out the toxins so that we wake up sparky and feeling good and we can start solving the world's problems um, in a different way and solving our business issues and even our family issues in a different way. So sleep is really, it's absolutely essential. If you were to say to me, Joni, go and stand in a square in any city in the world, stand on a soapbox and talk about one topic that's closest to your heart. It is about getting our sleep patterns right for ourselves and also our children, because our children are growing up in this tech um, addiction world. Okay, so that's really fantastic context. What is the biohack? So how do we take control? Okay, so how we take control, we started saying that um, I'm yet to meet or chat to anyone, business, my friends, my family, even people in the park when I walk my dog. You know, you kind of stop by and you're chatting to a stranger and a stranger will tell you in the park that they just, you know, they're fearful at the moment and they're anxious and things are tricky and difficult and finances. It's amazing how much people are talking in these strange circumstances. The biohack is very simple, Karen, is it's exercise. It's motion, shift, emotion. But when I say exercise, I see the big R role from everybody that I chat to because we don't have time. You and I, are, you know, we work long hours and nobody has really good amount of time to go and exercise. Plus, we've got a very old mindset around exercise being an hour in the gym, an hour running, an hour cycling, that if it's not an hour, it's just not good enough. So the biohack is to take the word exercise, there's two biohacks, there's the mental biohack that says take the word exercise and actually change it in your brain and make it the word movement. Because we are designed to move, we used to walk between 12 and 19 kilometers, I put in the article, when we lived in, in the bush. Change it to the word movement, how much movement can I get during the day? And then the second biohack is how do I take the 30 minutes of movement movement that I need per day and I chunk it down into macro boosts. So I particularly, and I mean, I've done this for years now, is I, every time I go to the loo, I flush the chain, walk out, wash my hands. And after I wash my hands, I do 50 squats. And that's my biohack. So even recovering from COVID now, when I couldn't, you know, go for walks and I couldn't run 50 squats, times going to the loo eight times a day, that, that adds up quite nicely to 400 squats a day. And you don't even think about it. It's a trigger, tap goes off, dry my hands, and I am trig- I have that mental trigger to do it there and then. So it's not on my to-do list. It's not adding to that overwhelm. So what are the small things we can all do threaded through our day that are macro, they're small. You don't have to think about them or plan them. And they take literally 60 seconds maybe to do and they all accumulate. So at the end of the day, 400 squats is jolly good for your glutes. It gets rid of my back pain. It gets rid of my neck pain. And when I sit down, I've got a slightly elevated heart rate, fresh oxygen to my brain, and va va vum, I'm down to do my next task um, at my desk. And anything else when it comes to kind of diet and nutrition? I know you're also quite big on that. Anything, you know, generally when we're feeling tired and overwhelmed, the first thing that we reach for is that that lovely bag of crisps that gives you just, you know, it hits the right spot. But what yeah. else should we be doing? On my desk, I have a beautiful, huge water bottle because if something is at arm's length, you're going to use it. And I must say on the days that I do wake up feeling slightly fatigued because maybe I haven't had the best night's sleep or I've had the seven hours or eight hours in my bed, but I still wake up, you know, maybe I've just 
dreamt a lot or I've woken up frequently worrying about issues is this water bottles on my desk. And then I'd also like to say, and in every country you can get this, is fizzy magnesium um, tablets, is throw one of those into your water bottle. I never forget listening to Dr. Tara Swat who some of you may have read her work. I love her work. And uh, she's a psychiatrist and a neuroscientist. And when she came to South Africa fairly frequently, we did workshops together on resilience. And obviously she was talking about the brain, which as you know, Karen, I'm fascinated about. And she said, Joni, actually those fizzy magnesiums, they get you to relax, to calm down. We know that a calmer brain thinks more clearly and that magnesium calms you, but it also gives you a bit of energy for the day. I think people, Kieran, are not drinking enough water. You know, we just reach out for that coffee when we're fatigued or that tea, and we need to have a water bottle wherever we go. Six to eight glasses per day. It depends on your weight. So for every 10 kilograms that you weigh, you need a glass of water. So that is a very quick biohack. Some of you who are listening might know Mind Valley, and I believe they're doing a huge nutrition sets of workshops and actually the first thing that they're saying is forget about what you're eating is just make sure that you're rehydrating properly and actually i'm mindful about the start of my day is i do love coffee i absolutely love it my very first drink of the day is a cup of hot water and lemon or i've got lovely ginger tea bags i quite like that spiciness especially in winter that are sugar-free and i have that while i sit and do my morning meditation and, and gratitude your brain goes from a big plump juicy green grape to a frizzled, frazzled little dehydrated raisin when you wake up in the morning because it's working hard and getting rid of all the toxins. So please, the first drink of the morning needs to be something that is not caffeinated. So no tea, no coffee, no green tea. Something like water or hot water, whatever is your preference. Hopefully so closely followed by that cup of coffee, right? Well, you're absolutely right, Kieran. So I, and people laugh at me, is uh, I went away this last weekend with my husband. We left early Sunday morning. I said to him, won't you take my two mugs for me to the car? He said, do you have to have two mugs? I said, yes, because the one is my hot water and lemon. And the second is my closely followed cup of coffee. <laughs> so wherever I go, I'm like handbag to my desk with two mugs or sometimes, you know, I've three because I've got my water bottles. So it's always closely followed. And actually that's a point as well, Kieran, that you just something else that I do as a biohack that I love is that if I go to a restaurant and I love cappuccino so I will order a cappuccino but I'll always order a hot water at the same time and mindfully during the day at my desk I do the same is I might have goodness gracious four or five I might have six cups of coffee in the morning and I will always make a hot drink or even a cold drink a water with lemon to couple it. So I always do it in duo, always, always, because caffeine dehydrates the brain. And maybe just my last bit on caffeine, it's my other yeah. habit, and I'm strict about this because we spoke about sleep, is the other thing is I'm very kind of mindful of what is the time. And if it's past one o'clock, I do not have a cup of coffee. So 1 p.m. is my last cup of coffee because I go to bed at about nine o'clock at night. And coffee has a half-life in your body of about eight hours. And I'm just, I'm very self-disciplined about that. If I'm out with mates and it's quarter past one, then I might have a decaffeinated cappuccino that we know has still got about 30% caffeine. So it's not ideal. So just be very aware of what time you like to go to bed, get that circadian rhythm, that body clock working well for you so that your cortisol can diminish overnight 
and you produce this beautiful melatonin. And then again, you wake up with this fresh brain ready for the day. So caffeine has a big part to play in how you manage the drinking of it in the morning, during the day, and when you stop drinking caffeine. It's a big biohack for the body. Joni, I think we've come to the end of our our time together today, but I've really enjoyed that. And I I think one of the things that I love about your biohacks is they're quick, they're easy, and you, you build them in. And I think that's what most of us really need because we are time poor, especially now. And we just need things that just fit into our lifestyle and we can just kind of put on autopilot. And even just simple things like having your water with your coffee, it, it just helps. You don't have to think about anything extra. It's there. It's, it's a habit that you form and it's, you know, you're getting your intake. And of course, the squats thing is very important. It, it's so easy to to fit in. So I'm really loving these biohacks and I'm really looking forward to, to our next episode. And just thank you very much. Thank you, Karen. And uh, the parting phrase I use for myself is that my habits today inform my biology tomorrow. So think about what you do today because it will affect your health and your biology tomorrow, next week and next year. Thank you for your time, Kieran, and thank you for the chat. Fantastic. Thanks, Tony.